Hi, welcome back to Hop Editions at the Hop Cartel. I'm your host Mick and in this episode I'm going to talk about my current mead. This current mead is a chili mead, also known as a capsicumel. It's quite popular amongst the um, mead brewers in the United States. Uh, it's where I pick up this recipe from. Um, it's a little YouTube channel um, that I watched to pick up some pointers. Also purchased a couple of books off a local buy, swap and sell page. So I discussed the in the last episode the traditional mead. This is going to go on the basis of the traditional mead as well, but we're going to add the uh, chilies to it. So there are seven chili pods added to this five litre brew all up. So I'll discuss a little bit more about the ingredients and the process I used to create this chili mead. So we started off with 1.6 kilos of honey, a 5 litre carboy, obviously a bung and airlock, one tea bag, just a standard black tea is good, uh, one orange, your standard ale yeast, you can use your mead yeast if you like, but I've just come with an ale yeast. Um, as long as they're fed the proper nutrients, then there's going to be no problem with a standard ale yeast. USA5 is probably um, uh, more than sufficient. Uh, 20 to 30 raisins, uh, that's going to form part of the nutrients for the mead. You're going to need your cool boiled water, and lastly, you're going to need a cup of boiling water. So basically the process we used was to clean and sanitise carboy. Um, I used some warm water to stand my buckets of and containers of honey in. That is purely to help it soften up. It has no um, sort of pasteurisation uh, process to it whatsoever. It's not uh, hot water, it's just warm as to obviously just to um, to melt it down a bit obviously and um, get it nice and runny to go into the carboy. One of the other pieces of equipment you're going to need is a funnel to get your contents into your carboy. Providing you're doing a 5 litre batch in a glass carboy, the neck of these carboys openings are not that big so um, it's a little bit slower process using the, the 5 litre carboys. So the process being the honey going into the carboy. Um, I capped that off using the swing top lid that comes with the carboy. Uh, the one I purchased actually comes with a um, large swing top lid that clips around into the, um, the divots into the bottle. Uh, so the honey's gone in. I've just sat that back into the warm water to keep it nice and runny. Um, and have capped it off with using that swing top. I also, the next process being the rehydration of the yeast. So I just use a standard test tube uh, with a lid, uh, obviously sanitised, um, cool boiled water, and um, rehydrate that yeast in the cool boiled water of a test tube. You can use a cup um, of cool boiled water and then just cover it over. Um, and rehydrate it that way. You want it to sort of become a little bit bubbly and um, 
obviously milky and, and rehydrated, so it's basically um, a nice creamy uh, rehydration of the yeast. So we're going to go ahead and cut up the chilies and the raisins together. Um, I use seven fatali chilies and as I said about 20 or 30 raisins. So roughly chop the raisins. I put those into a sandwich bag with a little bit of sanitizer. Uh, it doesn't need a hell of a lot, just a enough to sort of coat it. Uh, dissected the chilies um, long ways, so down, obviously down the chili. Um, cut those in half. Um, put those into the sandwich bag as well and give them a quick um, sort of a crush and mix the chilies in with the raisins that's going to create some nutrients for the the yeast to um, to start off and get a nice strong healthy ferment the other process being using the cup of hot water we um, steep the tea bag and the two um, quartered oranges once again, the flesh is removed. You only want to use the skin um, and just give them a little bit of a squeeze before putting them into the, uh, the, the tea bag steep. Uh, allow that to sit until it's cool enough to, to add to the, um, to the carboy. So just going over the process again, we've got our honey in the carboy, we've got our yeast rehydrating, we've got our chilies chopped up and mixed in with the raisins. Once again, remember to roughly chop those raisins so we can expose the insides. Um, it's the insides, that, the thick skin that the yeast won't be able to penetrate. Um, and um, roughly chopping those allows the yeast to get in there and have a good feed. Rehydrating the yeast also gives it a really good head start. So, so far, as I said, we've got the honey in the carboy. We've got our tea steeping with our quartered orange peels. We've got our yeast rehydrated, chilies chopped with the raisins, and now we're going to um, we're going to add the cooled um, steeped tea. Um, doesn't have to be room temperature cool, just cool enough for once you start um, putting the water in there. It's at a, a decent temperature, around about 21 degrees to pitch the yeast. Uh, so we've got the tea, the tannin tea we'll call it, um, as it's known. That's on top of the honey. We're now going to add my nutrients um, of the, the chopped raisins and the chilies. And on top of that, we're going to add um, around about just under five litres of uh, we'll top it up to just under five litres. You're not going to have five litres of water because your honey and, and other ingredients have taken up a fair bit of room already. Um, so 1.6 and I'd say you've probably, yeah, you'd be looking at around about um, just under three and a half litres of water going in. Um, probably around about three litres I'm guessing because once you've poured in that cup of uh, tannin tea, that'll take up some room as well. So possibly around about three litres of cooled boiled water. That's going to top it up enough to bring it up to full volume. Um, you're going to give that a good shake and aerate, and then obviously pitch the yeast once you've known the temperature is at a, a, a nice um, pitchable temperature for the yeast. We'll also um, 
give it a shake after pitching that yeast, get that mix right through, um, get the yeast into a, an even, happy environment. And then um, this is where my first, I wouldn't call it a mistake, I was lucky to get hold of it, but this is where um, you might want to think about what well, I think you should most definitely add a blow-off tube so that's just a, a long tube that runs out of the standard grommet where you'd normally have your airlock and you have that running into a um, a glass with a small amount of sanitizer um, that effectively is going to act in the same manner as a airlock but it's going to give you a hell of a lot more room that is because this sort of brew becomes quite volcanic and quite um, quite vigorous and you'll find as I did um, once I'd gotten the brew completely down I went inside to have a shower and some dinner and come back out to um, seeing a fast approaching um, foam heading for the airlock I'd only just caught it in time I think I was um, I had a matter of one to two minutes to race to my brew kit to get a tube and uh, sanitize that and get it into the bung and obviously um, uh, a blow-off um, chamber as well it was only a matter of a minute or two after installing that that it um, it um, I had a volcanic eruption up through the tube and into the um, the chamber and so I only just caught it so any any sort of um, uh, semi-solid or full solid type brews like this that you're going to do definitely install a blow-off tube uh, forget about the airlock it's it's, um, it's only going to cause you dramas and make a lot of mess so that particular mead has been down for uh, around about three weeks now we've only just recently uh, about what two days ago transferred it to secondary uh, off the um, chilies and the lease on the bottom that is the byproduct suspent product that you normally call a trube or a trub on the bottom of a fermenting beer it's all the byproducts and, and the spent uh, yeast and dead yeast and um, all that sort of stuff that the yeast doesn't eat um, accumulates at the bottom the chilies still remain floating the fermentation was that volatile that those chilies were churning around you can imagine uh, I guess watching someone who's struggling in the surf um, and the waves just keep churning and churning um, that person that's struggling you can imagine this is what the chilies are doing so every time it made an up movement it had a, a, a pull down so pieces of chili were just going up and down in rotation um, and the amount of CO2 that was being produced was quite um, uh, very visual you could you can see it happening um, so it was quite a, a volatile quite a uh, volcanic uh, ferment uh, very interesting to watch to see how the process um, of uh, feeding yeast and um, producing CO2 works uh, so we obviously we transferred it off of the uh, the lease and those spent chilies and into a secondary. Um, the other piece of material uh, equipment I should say that I used was a 20 litre bucket 
and some cold tap water. So over the time or the period of that ferment, I had the um, carboy sitting in a bucket of water. That bucket of water was um, sitting exactly the same level as the, or very close to the same level as what the internal uh, liquid was um, in the carboy. And that acted as a, um, a cooling chamber or an ice bath, so to speak, um, without the ice. It didn't reach over 22.2 degrees at any stage that I know of. Uh, kept a pretty close eye on it, and it was quite stable. Um, we're just heading into uh, the cooler months now here in Australia, and our night temperatures are anywhere between uh, uh, 13 to 16 degrees on a, of an average. Um, so the nights have been a hell of a lot cooler. There's no more action within the airlock. We did replace the airlock after about three days. So once the ferment had calmed down enough to be able to reinstall the airlock, um, we went ahead and done that. I'm not a big fan of leaving the blow-off tube for too long. It's obviously accumulated um, um, bits of scum and, and pieces of... Um, Byproducts. In this case, it was chili seeds and um, and yeast, and and a little bit of the the liquid that um, it obviously escaped up through the tube. Um, it's a bit messy. It's a hell of a lot messy than having a uh, an airlock that explodes, but um, still a little bit of cleaning to do. So you want to sort of get that tube off and and give everything sort of a bit of a clean up. Um, over those three days, I replaced the sanitizing liquid in the chamber um, about three times because uh, it did blow off a fair bit and I wanted to keep it uh, that chamber as clean as possible, um, fresh sanitizer uh, every day until it settled down. So as we speak, we're into the secondary. We're going to check most probably in the morning to see how much more of the um, the particles and the and the lease have settled off again. We may go into a third transfer to help clear it up even further, and then as soon as we get as much um, of that stuff to drop out of the out of suspension of the liquid as we can, then we'll look at um, packaging up. And um, before we do that, we will cold crash the the um, what's left um, and try and clear it up as much as possible in a cold crash and then package it. So that's pretty much the process. I hope I've explained that um, to a point where um, for those who want to give it a go can have a go at it. Um, I did upload the um, the brew day so to speak onto YouTube under the Hop Cartel and um, there's a few other videos there of um, shenanigans and antics that we get up to um, through brew days. There's a few, um, also a few um, uh, craft beer reviews and uh, home brew reviews and a few other things like that. Obviously the hop yard, um, we spoke about in previous episodes, went quite well this year, so we're happy with that. We've got some brewing to do with those, um, with those fresh hops. That pretty much wraps it up. I've got another couple of episodes coming to discuss a few of the fresh walk kits that we've been doing. Um, uh, some new ones 
hitting the market very soon, but we're keen to try. We haven't got a lot of time to do all grain at the moment, so we're onto the fresh wart kits and we're just pimping the hell out of those. So we're doing extra bittering additions. Um, the current one I've got down at the moment, we use some um, Comet Hop Hash, uh, but I won't discuss that too much in this episode. We'll leave that to another episode and create a little bit more content. Cheers for listening. We'll see you in the next episode.